This episode of the Door County Pulse podcast is brought to you in part by the Door County Community Foundation, inspiring people to give back, to sustain, and advance the community that we love. To learn more, visit givedoorcounty.org. Hello and welcome to the Door County Pulse podcast. I'm Miles Danhausen Jr. And today on the podcast, we are joined by the new director of Destination Door County, Julie Gilbert. Julie, thanks for taking some time. I know you're super busy, so thanks for joining us on podcast today. Miles, thank you for the opportunity. I so appreciate it. Julie, what has your introduction to Door County been like? I mean, I've wanted to get you on the podcast, but I didn't want to do it in day two. So you've been here about a month now. How crazy has it been? Fast and furious. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Getting out throughout the peninsula, trying to meet as many business people, residents, community coordinators, all of the elements that really make Door County as special and unique as it is. So for our listeners who don't know you, and I'll full disclosure here, I was on the hiring committee of Destination Door County, the search committee that spent a lot of time trying to find the right person to lead this organization after Jack Moneypenny had resigned in May of last year. I am not on the board. I was a kind of like a, an ad hoc stakeholder pulled in to be a member of that nine person committee. And so there's my full disclosure. I helped hire you. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> you were one of the reasons I took the job. <laughs> well, uh-oh. So what is it? Tell us, our listeners who don't know you, about your background before you came to Door County. You were from Niagara Falls most recently, Yes, correct? yes. Destination Niagara USA and VP of Sales and Marketing for seven and a half years in that destination. And then before that, uh, independent contractor with contracts with a variety of companies, including Disney, U.S. Travel Association, United States Department of Commerce. So a variety of positions that... I went into the organizations and, and helped them through national park reservations as well. And you've you've moved around the country a few different times, correct? I, I have. I have. Southern Florida, Southern California, um, Washington, D.C., lived over in Europe for a while, hmm. and then Buffalo and Scottsdale, Arizona. Where in Europe did you live? I was in Paris as well as Frankfurt. Okay. So for about a year and a half. What brought you there? My husband was with a large hotel chain. And he went over to help the reorganization of the company. He speaks all of the languages. He's (laughs) fluent in Italian, French, German. So that's, we were asked to go over to to do that. So a broad range of experience. And like I said, if if your husband works in the hospitality trade, that means dinner table conversations are a lot of (laughs) hospitality conversations. Sounds a lot like my house. My dad was an innkeeper. My brother and I went into restaurants early on and from my earliest age, I, I just, it's always conversations about business and tourism around, yes. the, uh, around the table. And yep. is it going up? Is it going down? What's next year going to look like? And uh. it, and it impacts so many various parts of our lives too. Yeah. So, yeah. And especially in this community. Yeah. Um, so all that experience, your most recent job in Niagara Falls, USA, mm-hmm. tell me like what that destination was like and and compare it maybe to what you're finding out about this destination. What's similar? What's different? I think it was probably a different clientele to some degree. It is, and it you know it's a, a iconic, globally known destination. People come in for two, sometimes three days, but but typically two days. See the falls, and then from our organization, we tried to tell the story in order to get them out throughout the county to experience some of the other 
experiences that are including the wine trail, the Lockport Locks, Erie Canal, and uh, just to expand that visitation. Mm-hmm. So the similarities, it's, oh, I'm it's, sorry. It's interesting that this is a world famous destination. I heard of Niagara Falls is something you, you first hear about when you're a little kid, right? Like yeah. five or six years old. Yeah. And you know that this is like this wonder of the world that's there. But it's interesting that you say people came there and there's the falls, but it sounds like not a lot else maybe. And you had to try and either build those other things, those else's, yeah. or convince people to find them. So you have this international destination that's a one or two night destination. Yeah, and it and it really was about extending the stay. And our markets were more national and international with some of the large, Chicago was, was one of our markets, hmm. but New York City, probably the top origin market. And then with the international influx, into the city. We had a, a high visitation before COVID, people coming in from India, China, uh, and then Europe too. And I think looking back through the interview process, one of the things you mentioned is just the uniqueness of that destination being a border destination. So you have the Canadian government and yes. the Canadian uh, goals, and then you had the US side. So you actually yeah. had to there's kind of like two Niagara Falls. So that's why it was called Niagara Falls, USA. USA. That's right. And during COVID, it really benefited the destination where the border was closed. So that domestic visitor needed to stay from the U.S. on the American side. They couldn't Hmm. go over to the Canadian side. Looking at that exchange rate, it was less expensive because our Niagara Falls clientele was very cost conscious. Hmm. So we really benefited from that and had the larger increase over COVID that many other destinations did not have. Yeah, I was going to ask you, how did COVID impact you guys there? I know in, in Door County, we were super scared at first. Like everybody else, we had that trough. Yes. But then it turned out we were seen as a, a safer place to go. People didn't have to fly. We've we've never been a major fly to destination. Whether we could be or not is a different story. But right. it's it's drive to. You could stay in your car. You could stay isolated in your bubble. So we actually fared pretty well after those first couple of months. What was it like in Niagara Falls? So we ran at about 65-70% after the first few months of occupancy throughout the destination. And we had a governor at the time that was turning on and off travel advisories, which made it a little bit difficult and mm-hmm. and somewhat negative. <laughs> so in July, when we opened up 100%, and I'm, I'm doing air quotes with that <laughs> because of all of the capacity issues sure. that we had to deal with, which were important at the time. Yeah. So we finished up 2020 with as I said, about 65, 70% of what we were at in 2019. And then 2021 was a good year. We were up over 2019. Depending on occupancy was not as high as ADR, and ADR really made up that difference in terms of of revenue. So many places, even just just like my dad's hotel in Egg Harbor, for a while they were not taking bookings on certain days and to try and do the transitions between stays and things like that. Yeah, and you know, talking about that drive traffic, it just soared because people weren't flying in. Mm -hmm. And Niagara Falls is traditionally a, a, a drive market as well. And with the Niagara Escarpment, very similar in terms of the Escarpment and the wine region as Door County. Okay. But like you said, different clientele. What drew your interest into the job in Door County? 
I love that question because there were several elements to it. And as you had, had said, I've lived a lot of different places. And when I came into Door County, it just was the feeling that I got of being part of a community. Just even driving into the neighborhoods, looking around, people were waving at me. And it was so <laughs> wonderful. I was like, oh my gosh, this is great. But the beauty, of and course. And you're going to- Am I supposed to know that person? I know. I wait back. I, <laughs> so if you saw me and, and you didn't know who I was, that was me. But, you know, just to see not just the natural beauty, but the pride that people have in the community. Everything is so clean. It's so well taken care of, so well maintained. And the wayfinding, it just made an impact on me because it immediately I sensed that people have passion for their community and they love where they live. And that was what I was looking for in a destination in my next role was to be able to really help and make a difference in a community. That is, it's one of the things that drew me back to this community as well after I yeah. moved away. It's, it's a small town and you can worry about being this big fish in a small town, but at least whatever you're doing, you can see the tangible impact, yes. which is a really a cool experience. And so many people have told me that here. They've you know, when I would ask them, especially when I was younger, and I was like, why did you come here? You you were in New York, you were in Chicago, that must have been so much better. Like, I, I couldn't really feel like I was making a difference. They said, here, I feel like I make a difference. And as I got older, I started to feel that same thing. Yeah. And it's interesting that you noticed that very early on. And not to disclose information I'm not supposed to, but in the interview process, there were other people that had mentioned that same thing, how clean it was, and how beautiful it was. And I know, people listening to this will be shocked, but they were saying how undeveloped it is compared to other tourism destinations that have really maxed themselves out. And especially given the conversations over the last couple of years about overdevelopment and over tourism, which really hit ahead every 10 years or so up here. But it was interesting to hear that from an outsider's perspective for somebody to come in and say, it's so clean, it's so well kept. And I, I think part of the reason it is that way is because internally we are so self-critical and I think a lot of locals would say, look, these trails are overrun or there's garbage everywhere. But that's our perception. But maybe the perception from the outside is this is really great, which is a testament to what people are doing in the effort and that self-criticism that they have. Absolutely. And I, I, I think we as a community, we do have a responsibility to continue to ensure that we are taking care of our environment, our natural resources, because it's important not only to the visitor, but important to the resident. And certainly the people and the, the community, the residents that live here, they take that time and effort in order to continue to do that. So you started on, I think, November 15th. I did. Um, yep. So just shy of a month now. Obviously, you can't in a month's time get, get all the backstory, meet everyone you need to meet, learn everything about a community. But first month, what have you learned? And I'm most interested to know, like, what is different than you anticipated? I think what I have learned is that we as an organization are and will be working more closely with the communities throughout the peninsula. I think that's first and foremost that we really need to commit to. I think what, that what does that mean in a tangible sense? You know, I think it's working with people like you, Miles, and people in the businesses, community coordinators, municipalities, the villages all of the elements that tourism impacts throughout the peninsula. 
and really open the dialogue and also have people involved in our planning process in order to ensure that we're hitting those right right areas. And as we merge more into that management organization, what does that mean? What does that look like? And really focus on working with the variety of environmental groups, as we had talked about earlier, and parks, and of course, innkeepers, and restaurants, in order to really understand that full perspective and make decisions based on that collaborative approach. You're jumping into an organization that, you know, on the plus side, this destination, this market has done really well. Yes. But you're also hopping into an organization that's in a transition from destination marketing to destination management. That doesn't mean marketing goes away, but the idea is that it changes the focus. How would you explain what that means? What does destination management mean? Or are you still figuring that out as an organization? Like, what does that mean to residents, to locals, to the visitor? What's the difference there? And I think we're still figuring out, you know, a lot of those details, because I I do want to talk about the marketing piece, because we, like you said, we need to continue that because there will be ups and downs, and the industry is very cyclical. But I think from a management perspective, we need to better understand how to manage our resources and what is the role of Destination Door County in order to support and help those efforts to make sure that we're making those right decisions with the community involvement on those environmental concerns and programming and um, visitation. So there's a lot of moving parts to that, but we definitely have a, a role and a responsibility to the communities in order to move forward with that and get those plans in place. Well, and you talk about that community engagement, and there's a shift there from here, we're going to tell you what it is to we're going to gather information from you on what you need. Yes. You know, it's, a, it's kind of a flip there. Yes. And if you look at, I explain this to people all the time who who think that, you know, there are people who sometimes will say like Door County is just greedy. They're just going after the dollar. They're exploiting everything. The business owners, the some people think the municipalities are just exploiting everything to get every income dollar or every tax dollar and things. But on the flip side, you have communities like that are investing a ton in just preserving space. Sister Bay spent a ton on their waterfront, probably $20 million over the last 15 years or so. It's fantastic. Pebble Beach is a couple million dollars just to keep it as is. Liberty Grove spent $1.6 million. Sturgeon Bay has bought up waterfront and created new parks and things like that. So these communities are investing in tourism, major dollars in tourism, but also in the residents, in creating like amenities to make this a better community. So gathering that input from all sides is a really vital thing that... We should all be in it together, right? I was going to say vital, and you said it before I got to. <laughs> Sorry to steal your <laughs> so words. You we'll did. just take that you out did. in the edit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's so important because it affects everyone. And I think that only by working together can we make it a better place for, number one, the residents and the visitors that come. And that's by protecting the assets that we have. And then you're also, the other transition phase here is Door County has a room tax, and I won't go into the details on this because we've talked about that on the podcast before, but Door County has had a 5.5% room tax for years. Next year, it goes up to 8%. That means more money for local municipalities in their share of that, the 30% they get, but a lot more money for Destination Door County in the 70% that Destination Door County gets. So you're stepping into an organization that really takes on a new status and role. I mean, that that's a a dollar figure that 
only Sturgeon Bay brings in more money than that every year in taxes. So what is that responsibility like for you and how are you evaluating as an organization what you do with that new responsibility, what you do with that new money? So first and foremost, we are working with the Tourism Zone Commission and the commissioners in order to be able to determine that programming moving forward and looking at what our initial needs are for budgeting purposes to ensure that we're doing the proper marketing to maintain the visitation that that we need to based on what is too much or what's not enough. And then working, as I said, with the zone commission and the community coordinators and the municipalities in order to be able to determine what those needs are. We have to keep that all within the state statute. So mm-hmm. we there, there has to be some kind of programming together. What that looks like, Miles, I, I don't know yet, but I know that there are several people very interested in through the zone, through various organizations, through our board, to really be able to determine and create that program as quickly as we can so that municipalities can benefit from that. Sure. And then on the marketing side, you know, we talked about that and a lot of people up here are concerned, well, we don't need more marketing. We don't, we don't need more people. We have too many. I mean, there's some that would, would probably want to actively market to send people away, <laughs> but that's not your job, obviously. Well, but actually that did happen during COVID in many destinations where, you know, we, we didn't market at all. Yeah. And even when the destination opened, but that was based on COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. And there was some of that here too, of like, yeah. how do we gently say like, Stay home for uh, yeah, now. We don't like, want you here. <laughs> it was a really hard time because it's hard. Yeah, you had people whose job they're hired specifically to bring people here, and then then they're facing criticism from locals like, "Why are you marketing this place?" And then they also they live here too, so they're yeah, sitting here trying to say like, "How do we run this balance?" It's, it's yeah, a, gosh, very it, tricky. It, mentally, even going back to those days, <laughs> I know, it kind of hurts my brain because <laughs> there was no perfect answer for it. But marketing wise, have you when you've researched the county now that you're here on the ground? What opportunities, are there any that stand out to you? Go like, hmm, maybe this is somewhere new or something different we can do that might be a new opportunity for us. So, you know, I'm always all about extending the season and looking at various experiences that are available in the peninsula during times where we don't have that high visitation. So really focusing on specific markets, Chicago, as you have lived there before, those drive markets, being able to generate that targeting and getting those people, the people that we want up here, I look at them as high value customers in order to come during times of year and with that messaging where it's not as crowded. So you can really experience the serenity and the beauty which people are looking for. They want to get away. It's not that they have to go out and do something every single second of the day. Mm -hmm. They just want to be able to relax and what a better place. And I have to tell you a quick story. I went to the Chris Crindle market Mm -hmm. and last Saturday- I stumble over how to pronounce it. I know. (laughs) Sorry, John. I think I spelled it wrong like over and over again in my copy as I was writing about it. And I had to I'm like, double check this edit. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I know. It, and, you know, it was such a great experience. I pulled into the parking lot to catch the shuttle. And my first indicator that it was a successful event, there were two parking spots left. <laughs> and, and I was like, oh, my gosh. And I was standing in line three shuttles later. But the people that were in line were from around Green Bay. 
So they had taken the time to drive up. Did they spend the night? Some of them did. Mm -hmm. And I did talk to some of the hoteliers and innkeepers, and they had great weekends. So those are the kinds of things that I, I feel that we can really expand upon and try to generate more visitation on times of year that is more dealing with that compression and pushing out from that high visitation. Sure. For years in, in Door County, the conversation we always have is back when I was in the restaurant industry, but then just as a journalist talking to business owners, it's always been, man, if we could just get, we don't want to be as busy all year as we are in the summer, right? but if we could get like 5% more, you know, for a lot of these businesses, 5% busier in the winter means that pays for a vacation. It can pay for employing someone year round versus putting them on unemployment. It can make that job more attractive so that person stays and can see a career path because, well, if you're a little busier in the winter, now instead of having someone who's a front desk manager, now you can make them a manager. Yes, and, or, exactly. Or general manager, and you can do the higher level ownership stuff. That's the thing that never existed. Unfortunately, now the labor force is so short. Well, that, that's a problem. And that, and the housing issue is here. And I know now that traditionally has not been something that Destination Door County was super involved in, but it's almost hard for anybody who wants to, to do anything up here to not recognize and be a part of of searching for those solutions. And, and this is not unique to us, right? I'm, I'm guessing you had some of this in Niagara Falls. I know that this we is did. happening in every ski town and every beach town. Yeah, They don't have staff and they don't have housing. And it's tough to get people to apply for jobs even. Mm-hmm. And even with raising the hourly rate, which I think we should have regardless as yeah. far as the industry, but it's a challenge everywhere. It certainly is. But we should be part of that dialogue and support and help and leverage however we can because it's a problem that we have to make sure we solve as best that we all can together. Yeah, as you talk about the Chris Kindle market, and my, my guess would be that probably, they probably had 10,000 people go through there in the three weekends that they were operating. And you think of, we said, I mean, November, December, we just thought there was no way to get people here. You couldn't yeah. have consistent snow. And we found that this combination of having good restaurants, most people when they go out, like you go on vacation, what is generally, what do most people do? They have some drinks, they have some food. Yep, exactly. And then they have some activities around it. And we found that like drinks and food and a couple of activities is enough to bring a lot of people to Door County. It's beautiful enough up here. And the service has been good enough that it's a a desirable destination just with those two things. Not a water park, not some shiny, new, kitschy attraction. Mm -hmm. We don't need those. But if you don't have you know, with all those people up here, granted, there are some major restaurants and things that have closed because they don't have staff that otherwise would be here. So you're on that risk of bringing people here, but then not having those places for them to go. Well, and I think DDC just hosted a media fam tour with various regional and, and national writers that came in specifically for a Christmas market. Hmm. And a lot of the activities, experiences that are here during this time of year that it was all themed around culinary, too. Yeah. And they loved it. And that is the kind of thing that we need to really keep that visibility high on because it shows that this is a viable destination during the winter months. As you've settled in, what do you see and what have you kind of in digesting everything here? What are the biggest challenges in the six months year ahead? So much to do and so little time. <laughs> You know, I think it's really looking at our planning and pulling in all of the organizations and people that we need to in order to get the plans built out. 
and um, in the timeline that we need to do it. And we will do it. It's just there is a lot to be done in a short period of time. Mm -hmm. Because it, it, you know, Miles, as I hope that when I first met you and, and we've had conversations, you know, we can talk all we want, but we need to take action and we need to show the results from that action. So that's what I'm looking forward to is, is getting to that place where, you know, we've got good solid plans in place based on input from various groups and then moving forward and activating those programs. If we're sitting down a year from now, Mm -hmm. what does a successful year look like? What are you telling me in a year from now? That's like, we did this, we achieved this. I guess, what are those KPIs, yeah. I think first and foremost is getting people to provide input in terms of what they're looking for from the municipalities, from the community coordinators, from the Tourism Zone Commission, and get that set up first. And then actual productivity results would be programming with the various environmental groups you know what what does that look like how can we help where are those priority projects that we need to be able to support so hopefully i can come back and say miles we have accomplished this xyz with these programs based on our overall objective as a management organization we're still maintaining the engagement and intent to visit with our marketing efforts, but we're also creating additional visibility and visitation on those months where we can extend that stay and build up that visitation where we typically don't see it. All right. Well, we'll, we'll do that in a year. All right. Yeah. Um, so you better hold me to that. <laughs> yeah, I will. Okay. Um, is there something I haven't touched on that you wanted to get across? You know, I, I think maybe just say I feel very fortunate to be here. I feel that the opportunity to be able to work for all of the communities throughout the peninsula is something that I value and I take very seriously because I have a responsibility to Destination Door County and I have a responsibility to the communities throughout, including the municipalities, the community coordinators, Peninsula Pulse. Um, (laughs) Businesses, and that was a joke, everyone, (laughs) but you know, businesses, I look forward to meeting everyone. I look forward to really immersing myself in the communities because I I really haven't had the time to get in as much as I want to. Mm-hmm. But again, I- You've had I, a couple listening sessions. You did one up at, yeah. uh, in Sister Bay down at Door County Coffee. Yes. What did you hear in those? I think a lot of the challenges that a lot of the communities are having are revolving around workforce development, transportation, And the transportation is public transportation versus to help with traffic compression. The support for our J-1 workers when they come in, getting back and forth from all of their jobs and where they're living, and the environmental concerns, infrastructure, tourism development, more from the fact that how do we maintain and keep the beauty and the integrity of what we have and have that managed growth. So those are the things that are pretty consistent from what I've heard. Sure. And, And we will continue those to the degree that people can continue. I will go anywhere. I will talk to anyone because I think the more that I learn, the better off I can 
be of of service. Have so. you been to the island yet? I have not. Should, I have not. You should do a listening session at the Bitters Pub over Bitters. Is you gotta, that you got to get your car? Oh my god, um. <laughs> my husband would love that. How's the housing hunt going for you? Because you're still in the transition of moving from Buffalo, New York yes. to Door County. So. I, I am. Yep. I have actually signed a lease with a condo in Cherry Hills. Actually, I looked in Bailey's Harbor, but the house that went on the market was like off in hours. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it was just it's like, pretty ridiculous. Oh my gosh. So it, it's giving us some time to be able to look. But yeah, I, you know, the northern Door County is, uh, I love all of Door County. I love southern Door County. I love Sturgeon <laughs> Bay and I love northern Door County. So you've gotten that indoctrinated you right <laughs> yes. away. You're like, oh, that yeah. caveat. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But so it'll give us some time to, to look around. And our sons are older, they're 20 and 22 and thank you for the workforce development video because i did send that to my <laughs> to my 20 year old and all of his fraternity brothers at, excellent uh, in school so hey, if see. we get 10 people up here i'll consider that worth my time i you know. exactly you know it's it's interesting i was very close to signing a lease when my wife and i moved back here in 2017 because we had a a lot of people come to door county and they they're not on a timeline. They're fishing around. They're like, well, I want a second home or a vacation home or I want to retire someday. Yeah. So I will buy when I find what I what I need. Like I was, my lease was ending in Chicago on May 1st. Need to be up here to work at the Pulse again and full time. So I had a deadline, which was different for realtors up here in Chicago. Everyone's got a deadline. So they're always, they're like moving, moving, moving. I'm like, well, when are you thinking? I'm like, I need to find a house. Like, like I need now. to go. Like I need to look at everything that's out there. Yeah. And I finally found a, a realtor that was ready to work that hard and, and, and bust it for me. Her name was Jacinda Duffin. Way to go, Jacinda. Um, <laughs> minor plug for you. I was probably a couple of days away from just signing a lease and dreading it because I was like, I'm going to have to move, rent a place for a year and then move again. And just the moving again thing just drove me nuts of like being temporary, especially when I, my wife was moving here and she was all in on the move. But I was like, I want to make this as easy as possible. So being kind of like in this purgatory of moving, I was like, oh, I can't do this to you. So luckily we got a house. The last wow. one we looked at was the house we live in now. But it was it was a stretch then. And that was before this market exploded. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. It will be interesting because you just kind of put that like fear in me going, oh my God, I'm going to have to move again. Yeah. yeah don't <laughs> so, back out of the job because of that fear. I just yeah. <laughs> no, no. It's, you know, and, and I think once we're here, I can start that process a little bit more methodically. And so. I would say as, as an advice and coming in cold to a yeah. community, yeah. it's probably best to like lease, take a look, see what communities you see right. yourself in day to day. And then obviously with the job, yeah. me, I, I hate spending time in my car. So I, I, I wanted to live in Bailey's Harbor. I, ended up in Sister Bay, but I, I loved the idea of just walking to work every day, but didn't happen. I know, but right? But I love my house now. I love <laughs> Sister Bay. So. Cool. Well, Julie, we'll have you on, hopefully come back. Whenever you want, Miles. <laughs> All right. You just tell me. And uh, hopefully in a month or two, we're as you continue to get your feet wet, we're talking more tangible, more that like would you be can good. say, hey, here's specifically what we've got going now. Get on board for the ride. I would like that. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you, Julie. All right. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to the Door County Pulse podcast. If you want to support us at The Pulse, check out doorcountypulse.com slash shop, where you can get a weekly Pulse subscription, purchase some incredible Door County artwork from Pulse artist Ryan Miller, and much more. We hope you've enjoyed the Door County Pulse podcast, and we will see you next time.